Good evening. Today is the 27th. It is April and it is 2019. It's almost 9 o'clock at night. Uh, it's been kind of a long day. Woke up around 7, I think, and have been around and doing stuff since then. Before we get underway, I say we because Vera is here with me today. Hello. I want to finish up with the question. You said you had some individuals that you had come to mind or had come to mind that you would spend a year with to teach you or learn from. Mm -hmm. had you, have you picked one? No, I have not picked one. Okay. I, I later learned like yesterday or the day before, I think when we were at Eternals Friday Night Magic. E Eternal Games. <clears throat> Eternal Games, yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe you had said it the night of when you presented this problem or query. I don't know what to call it really, but I didn't realize at the time or since then or up until the other night that I could choose a fictional character. Mm. I think I said, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure I had said that in the podcast where this came up. I, I, thought, I thought so. I thought it was, it had to be real. For some reason, I was left with the impression that it was a real person. But when you first presented it, my answer is different than what it, it would be. Uh, what was your first answer? Right away, when you first posed the question, the very first person that came to mind was Grant Morrison. Huh, but I on. think that's partly because you brought him into our home. Our lives. In our lives. Yeah. And so, at, and he's a very... Well, let's be clear, his work, not... The actual human, okay. Grant Morrison. <laughs> I, I suppose I've I, never I met him. expected I've never that would be a him. given, but nothing's a given. Um, yeah. Reason why is I found his writing recently very refreshing. Hmm. Uh, it's different than a lot of what I've read. And I have currently been reading, or recently been reading a lot of comics. Uh -huh. And his are some of the best that I've come across there are some comics that i've picked up and just decided not to finish them because i don't enjoy the writing but yeah. <clears throat> the reason why i like him and why i think he came to mind at least i thought after the fact was just because he's he seems very true to himself and he experiments a lot i guess he does a lot of the things you do no but I thought that it would be a good person to have as a mentor because he is as true to himself as he is. And even though I don't write, I thought he would be helpful in inspiring me to find my own path. And when you realized that it could be a fictional character, who did it change to? Or um, which individuals did it change to? <laughs> Recently, I, I read Wonder Woman. Mm. So I was, Wonder Woman or Diana came to mind, or some of her fellow Amazonians, Am, Amazonians, I guess is how you'd say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, there are also other female characters I've come across that I've thought, okay, well maybe they would be good mentors, like the main character, Lo, in the series, Lo. Oh, okay. Or yeah. one of the gals in Deadly Class, just because they are themselves as far as I can tell 
But after Grant Morrison, I was thinking a little bit more <clears throat> about how I've been wanting to write. Mm-hmm. Or not write, but draw. Okay. And I've been doing that on a daily basis. Not, And um, so I was thinking, well, maybe Therese Nielsen. Oh, okay. And yeah. Seb McKinnon came before her, but I like Therese's style because it seems more like a collage type. Yeah, I'd say... Um... I'd say her style is more interesting mm-hmm. to me. There's more going on. There's a lot of details, and I feel like there's a lot of symbolism and mm-hmm. a lot of stuff going on. The scene. My answer to this question, and I, I, I feel like I must have said the fictional part because my answer has been fictional from the get-go. Oh, okay. And it's pretty straightforward. It's Yoda. Oh, okay. And partly that's because, yeah, he would teach me potentially how to be a Jedi, but also... He's basically Alan Watts and the Buddha and the Dalai Lama all wrapped into yeah. one. And he's lived for 800 years, so he's guaranteed to have learned a few things in that time. Well, the first thing that came to mind when you said his name mm. was, is it him beating your ego into a pulp? <laughs> uh, yeah, all of that. It's just, it, That's not one of the main things that came into mind. Yeah. Um, I guess one of the main reasons that I'd be interested in, in Yoda is... You, part of me says, oh, it's because you, you just want to be able to learn how to be a Jedi. And that really, well, that is true, but it's not for the reasons that somebody might think that I would want to be a Jedi. It's not for the use of force powers and knowing how to build and wield a lightsaber. That's actually a very minor part of it. It's actually nowhere near my mind. From what I understand in the Star Wars universe, anybody can learn to be a Jedi, well, depending on which storyline you follow it seems like there's kind of two competing for it at this for prominence at the same time one is you have to have mitochondria or whatever the hell they are the the i think that's what it is midichlorians right mitochondria is a real thing Uh, midichlorians and if you have them in a certain concentration then it allows you the, the higher the concentration the better you can utilize force abilities okay and then another another version, which is kind of the original version, is that anybody can tap into it and how much you utilize that is kind of the sky is the limit and your willingness to pay attention to those forces. But for me, it would be more of just learning from the greatest meditation teacher of all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know of any other fictional character that has been alive as long as Yoda. That is, it doesn't mean that there aren't. There are probably some fictional characters in some universe that's lived thousands of years or for all time, and mm-hmm. it's just some sort of meditation thing, like Ugin from uh, Magic of the Gathering. I don't know how old he's supposed to be. I think thousands of years old or something, and he lives in a realm called the, the Meditation Plane or oh. something like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe he'd be a better teacher. I don't know, but I don't know anything about the, the dragon. I don't know how good a dragon would be at teaching a humanoid how to live. Yes, Yoda's really small, but he's he certainly has more in common with me, as far as I know, with meandering throughout the world than a freaking dragon that can teleport between planes. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, that's already seven minutes, and I, the main thing I wanted to talk about was the movie uh, that we saw today, Avengers Affinity War Endgame. I, I think it's just... In game, yeah. Avengers and in game. Um, yeah, yeah. For some reason, I thought it was an Infinity War in game, like it was still part of the Infinity War. I mean, it, it was, and it's two parts. I just, whatever. 
about the movie. <laughs> yeah, so before we get into that, I guess spoilers, spoilers and spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want to be spoiled, then just stop listening right now. And, well, if you, well, whatever, yeah. If you don't care or you've already seen the movie, then here's our thoughts. This isn't really going to be a review. I mean, I'll give you my thoughts and review score-wise right away. And you can share what you think as well. But it's it's this is more of just my thoughts on the movie and, and kind of the, the culmination of all of the Marvel movies, which I have seen at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure I've seen them all. I'm almost I, for a little while I hadn't seen the Ant Man ones, but I changed that recently. Uh, so I'll just start off by saying that the only word that I and this is it's kind of absurd to say, but the only word that I can think of that I feel fits as far as I'm concerned is that it was perfect. I don't have any real serious complaints. I, I, I've said on this podcast and I've told you multiple times that I judge a movie based off of how it makes me feel Mm -hmm. and how much it makes me feel. And I had tears in my eyes for, like I told you when we were leaving, I'd say 90% of the movie. Yeah. And so that's, I mean, even when I was talking to a little, about it afterwards, it made me kind of choke up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that says something to me. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody might go, oh, you're just a, a, a man, 35-year-old man-child that just hasn't learned how to grow up, and you're just a, a, <laughs> just a big sissy child, whatever, and you just don't know what really matters. Okay, that's fine. If that's what somebody's opinion is, I'd... That, so be it. It's, I, I, I would catalog that opinion in the same place that I put the, the opinion that people say, oh, LSD or your experiences, it doesn't really matter what happened. They, it was all in your head. It, it, it's not real. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like telling me that the, this, this, micro, this uh, recorder that we're using right now is just an appearance in consciousness and it doesn't really matter. Okay, but it's still recording my voice and it's allowing me to put it on the internet to share with the world. So I don't know what you mean by it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter in what sense. It, I mean, it might not matter to some people and maybe that's what they mean. Yeah. Because maybe the Avengers isn't uh, a part of certain people's reality. Maybe maybe I'm, that whole story what do you mean it's just, not part of their reality it's, it's just not something they acknowledge and influences them as uh, other people yeah seem to let it influence them yeah grant morrison yeah. said something about <clears throat> the way that human uh, adults and children look at things and the way that children will look at a superhero story is they don't have any problem with suspending disbelief they don't see it as oh this is real in the same way that Dad has to go to work to get money to put food on. The, this wasn't an example, but basically they, they can go this because it's just obvious. It's like, that's a comic book. Mm-hmm. That's a movie. Why are you trying to equate that to this waking life, like me record, having a conversation with you or going to the coffee shop to have the interview or what is it? That's not, that's like saying that, oh, going to space in a rocket is the same as the words in, in a story. No, no one's saying it's the same. It's mm. it's different. So why are you trying to mm. go, oh, well, the world of Tolkien and Middle Earth, it's just hobbits and elves, so how does it matter? What, what are you, how are you viewing this through the wrong lens? It just seems like a contrarian attitude or mindset. It's just, it's, it's not very nuanced. I just don't think that these people are very 
deep? <laughs> no. They, they think that they're deep by saying, oh, this isn't real and that's not real and only things that is hard, has hard evidence, really matters. Like, okay, that's fine, but how do you explain a shared experience that you and I both had while on LSD that has radically altered the course of our lives? <laughs> how, like, what, that's not real? Yeah. Well, okay. Then what, then what should I have done if I wanted to change the way that I viewed the world, what 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 do you recommend? Because that worked. I didn't even try to make that happen, and it <laughs> fucking happened. What are you suggesting that I do? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's like one of those things where you really have to go back and ask the person to define. Okay, well, how do you define real? Yeah, yeah. Back to the movie. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the op- it starts out, the very opening scene, it, it doesn't have any sort of credits or anything. It's just straight into, it, there's, it just starts off. It's, you see Hawkeye, and he's out with his family, and they're, they're at uh, their house out in, I don't know, rural middle America, Kansas or something. And he, uh, Hawkeye is teaching his daughter how to shoot a bow. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> da-da-da-da-da, this, we find out very quickly that this is... Is that Hawkeye? Yeah. Oh, okay. We find out that this is... Um, are you thinking Green Arrow? Green yeah. Arrow is a DC character. Oh, okay. But they're both without bows, and there's a lot of overlap like that. But any, anyways, Hawkeye is the, the Avenger. I see. He okay. um he's showing his daughter how to shoot. His his sons are playing ball. His wife's making hot dogs, and he wants whatever. And we find out quickly that this is in the past. It's right before Thanos snaps his finger because we see Hawkeye turns. He's like, oh, I'll be right over there. He turns back to his daughter, who's gone to fetch her arrow, and we see just a wisp of, of dust in the air. Mm-hmm. And then he turns to look at his, his he's like, what the heck? And then he looks to see where his sons are, and his wife, they're all, I think you just see a very finer fragments of, of dust and, and ash. So we realize, oh, this is where Hawkeye was. He was off with his family, just trying to be a dad. And this is also why he goes off and later on in the movie starts kind of being a one-man, he's basically Batman. He's just going around and he's trying to stop. He's trying to single-handedly rid the world of all bad. You hear he the turns t- into a rogue. Yeah, he's just a straight-up vigilante trying to get rid of bad people. You hear, I think uh, Natasha or no one of the, one of the people report War Machine um, reports to Natasha in a hologram meeting that I don't think they say him by name, but they said hey, oh he, he they oh they say Barton. He, um, which I didn't know who that was at, at, at first. Uh, there was some mafia members dead in a stairwell or, or something like that or, or killed at, at a meeting or something of that nature. So you're like, oh, okay, this guy's been off doing his own thing and Natasha kind of not happy with that, but at the same time, she's worried about him. Um, so I, I had tears in my eyes right at the beginning because I know what that feeling of being utterly alone in the universe feels like Mm -hmm. and it is the most unsettling unpleasant thing that i have ever experienced in all of my life it is it is the most horrific situation that you could possibly imagine it's 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 beyond describing my 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 vocabulary here doesn't even do the closest bit of justice to what that feels like it's reminded me of june 9th yeah, exactly what I mean. That okay, yeah. LSD trip. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, we refer to it as June 9th. Yeah, we'll often <laughs> refer to things as if there's moments of synchronicity or things that go beyond just regular deja vu, things that make us feel I don't know, just feel in in an 
incredibly deep way. It could be positive and it can be negative. Mm-hmm. Um, we just call it, we just say that that's a June 9th feeling for yeah. us because we had a shared near-death experience is the only way that I know how to describe it. And it was the most intense, bizarre, indescribable moment of my life. I, I could try to describe it at some point, but I think it's better done in person. So if anybody listening to this wants to hear what that was like, I can, I can try and, and have a conversation with you about it. But trying to put it into a recording doesn't really work because you can't ask me questions to elaborate on certain points. And it just, there's probably going to be 15 points in the first five sentences. You're like, okay, wait, what does that mean? And, yeah. what, and I have to go on these little rabbit trails to tie it all together and help you understand. But again, back to the movie. Um, where does it go from there? I guess mm-hmm. if we see the Avengers as they are now, it's uh, after the snap. Oh yeah, we see the world five years later. Not that's not right away, is it? Is it not? No, because it goes to Tony Stark. He's in space. He's recording his final message, and then Captain uh, uh, Captain Marvel shows up, saves him. How she finds him, I'm not sure. Um, maybe a, a beacon went out. That's that's not a real big deal. She brings him back, and they find out. Oh, you know, things went real bad here on on Earth too. Mm-hmm. And then it does go five years in the future, mm-hmm. and. I teared up big time here when I saw Captain America, and this is the part that it made me tear up again when I was at home talking about this because it was just it, what Captain America was doing, trying to help the remnants of the world and this this small community of it was like five people, five six people talking about grief. It was like a I don't know what the name of that is, like a group support group. Yeah, a grief support group, kind of a loss support group, and. Um, I, I thought everything about that scene was just absolutely perfect. There, There is an inclusion of a gay character, but it wasn't like, oh, I was out with a guy, and he and I were having dinner. Yeah, you didn't find that out until a few sentences. In yeah, and it was completely natural. Yeah, it was just... It didn't feel forced. And, and I, I bring point to that because in, their, in many movies and video games, that sort of a revelation is really jammed in your face. Like, there's a there's a game Mass Effect where it's just over and over, my husband, and he and I, and did I tell you about my husband? Yeah. And by the way, I'm gay. Okay, I'm a gay man. You have to prompt him to speak often, but... Yeah, it's just, it's it absurd. It is over the place in that game. Um, so yeah, that, this is not a bad, poor example of that. Right, it was, it was just, it, it's like normal people having a conversation. He said, you know, I went out on a date, it didn't, it was tough, and he said, I... I he started crying during, and it was just kind of that. He started crying during during the salad, and yeah. then Captain America said, what about you? And he's like, uh, I think it was dessert. Yeah, that's when I started crying. Yeah. And they're just talking about all the people that they've lost, and Captain America is there trying to help people, keep people together in the best way they can. It's like, yeah, when there's not existential crises facing the world and bearing down from space and into other dimensions, this is what Captain America is going to do. Yeah, he's going to sense. try and help you. Especially given how broken the world is at that point yeah. the only way to really fix it is face-to-face dialogue mm-hmm. it reminded me a little bit of better angels and and their te- uh, technique yeah conversation is how you're gonna solve things yeah and then so, uh, i don't think we have to go over every scene. no no, no. <laughs> um there's just certain things that really stood out to me like okay. thor being fat yeah that's funny but it was also amusing to me that he's often forgotten he 
Thor is, of all of the characters, the only one from ancient mythology. Mm. He is a Norse god. Mm. And he's forgotten about, and he's just kind of off doing his own thing, mm. getting fat and bloated. Nobody's paying him any mind. Mm. While these new gods, the Marvel characters, like, think, think of this, step out, put it into a real-world context. Mm. Your comic book stores and what's selling oodles and oodles and fuckloads and making billions upon billions of dollars each year is Marvel and DC Universe characters, not Thor. Not Thor and Odin. And I'm not talking about the, the Marvel characters. I'm talking about the North mythology characters. Mm -hmm. The most recent big-selling book that I know of that had dealt with the, the original characters that are thousands of years, or at least a thousand, five hundred, whatever years old, huh. is Neil Gaiman's Norse Gods book. Mm -hmm. But you don't see versions, toys of those characters and and statues being made and billboards no but you could argue that we do have a lot of those gods with new masks on oh yeah yeah they're ideals and stuff absolutely 100 percent. with the root idea being behind yeah okay uh the same as the norse gods or old gods exactly exactly just saying that yeah i'm just talking about the the newer yeah ignoring the updated versions with their ideals being implanted into new mm -hmm. versions like the flash is hermes i mean that's that's his speed his thought he's it's intelligence and language being brought to you it's that's what the flash is mm. that's what hermes was it's, it's no difference uh, uh <clears throat> so thor's forgotten about but then yeah he's getting he's fat kinda... and slovenly mm -hmm. i just thought that was that was interesting um what else there uh i thought i mean going all the way to the end that captain america's arc through the movies and how they kind of decided to i don't know about passing the shield on to falcon i thought it made a little bit more sense to go to bucky but okay fine whatever um i just thought how captain america having some conclusion and going and cutting to him just the very end of the movie is him he's dancing with his his wife like i uh, i thought that was just that was perfect I, I don't have any complaints about that at all that's what he wanted he was just trying to get back to his his this the sweetheart that he met in the first movie um oh, that brings to mind the the passing of the shield some of the things that felt kind of forced or a little bit off in the movie i mean i like the movie overall but at that point when the shield was passed to Falcon, mm -hmm. I was thinking, well, I wonder, I don't know, but I wonder if they're passing it to him and not <clears throat> the other guy. I can't remember his name. Bucky. Bucky. Winter Soldier, yeah. Um, because of the color of Falcon's skin. Mm. Because he's black. Yeah, I had that thought as well. And that was one instance, but the first instance that something had felt a little off was the scene when there was a big war at the end of the movie yeah and all of the female hero figures were were showing up to battle thanos yeah they like, all they all jumped in and like hopped on this train and tried to drive him into the dirt together it just felt odd yeah i'm not really sure why that did seem a little kind of in your face like look here's here are all the women the major women okay okay I, I don't know if I really had a I don't have a serious complaint about it. It just seemed kind of ham-fisted, like, oh, we're going to shove yeah. this in your face. Here's Here are the women of the movie. Mm -hmm. Remember, they're in the movie. 
Yeah. I didn't forget about them. I didn't need you to shove them in my face like that. Well, not only that, but we marvel. We care. Oh, I guess Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, we care about social issues. So we're going to put these things in movies so right. we can kind of appease the masses. Right. And that's what I would say is a poor example of doing something like that. Whereas earlier in the movie, the way that they handled the gay thing is... And, and maybe it's just because people don't know how to handle the... the, uh, the female characters in doing that mm-hmm. just as five years ago I, I or even a little bit longer say 10 years ago i'd say the same issue with the gay thing let me try and reword this it's taken people time to figure out how to do gay characters it's like yeah. you just do them like anybody else mm-hmm. how do you do female characters you just do them like anybody else it's not complicated they're just females and they have their own ideas, just like men have their own ideas. Like, they've got their yeah. strengths and they've got their weaknesses. It's just like men have their strengths and their weaknesses. They're not some crazy, weird thing that you've got to handle in this bizarre way. Yeah, I don't think that issue, trying to incorporate these differences naturally or, or, or aspects that are different, is isolated to storytelling. I think no. that people encounter that and experience that and have problems working with that when they encounter anybody different than them yeah it, it takes there's some growing pains or growing struggles for a little while like oh how do i i imagine some people i don't think i'd have any difficulty with this not for very long like if i were to find out that i was working with a trans person i'd be like okay I, yeah I, cool but i imagine 10 years ago i might have been like oh how do i interact with them what yeah. do i do what do i say and i would have mm-hmm. made it this whole thing in my mind where it's just like you just say hello what do you mean, what do you person. say? They're just yeah. somebody else in the world where you don't <laughs> do anything else. Say hi. Yeah. At, you need a hand with that? Like if they're a co-worker, you just do what you would do with anybody else. Yeah. Um, but maybe the more that there are examples of these things, like women, strong female characters, yeah. or you know, more non-white people in movies. <laughs> yeah. Hollywood films. Yeah. Um, things will get better and feel more natural. Yeah, I think they're just needs they they have to try things out and they're not always gonna be successes. So I don't have any problem with that scene. It was just felt sort of like here are the women. It's like mm-hmm. oh yes, that's clear. There they are, all yeah. of them, right there on screen. Got it. Yeah. Um, it was funny before the movie, uh, we were both trying to figure out well how. Like what are what are they gonna do in the movie? How are they gonna get these other characters back? Because yeah. it seems inevitable that they would be getting the characters back. Otherwise, what is this movie about? Right. How does this work? Um, and time travel was something that we talked about. It was one of the first things we talked about. Well, we had said we hope that it's not just like a oh, it's all just a dream yeah. or it didn't well, actually happen yeah. or it's just we just swapped reality. We just something. I felt like. There were actual stakes, and it felt like they actually had to do something to make things come back. And there were there was chances that it might not work. And mm-hmm. like uh, when they're trying, they have one shot at this, and they they all go back to they do their separate missions. You mean in the actual movie? Yeah, in the actual movie. About, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then uh, it seems like it's going pretty well, and then things start to kind of fall apart. Mm-hmm. The uh, to get the the blue one, the tesseract, I think. It gets knocked away, and somebody else gets it and during the the battle. And I'm just like, oh, Loki. huh? Loki. Yeah, Loki just grabs it. She's like, Whoop, you know, okay, and I'll, take, I'll take that. And there's like, oh, okay. How are they gonna solve this? And then uh, Thanos 
finds out about the plan from Nebula, yeah. and you're just sort of like, oh, geez, wow, this is kind of going to shit. Yeah, which but, I thought was great. I, I've loved Thanos as a villain and yeah. how they've incorporated him in the story. Um, I thought it was very... Uh, it was good that he had more knowledge because it made him more powerful yeah. in the situation. Otherwise, it would have been way swung in the Avengers' favor. I'm also glad that they didn't do something like uh like this this wrapped up very nicely and they mm-hmm. didn't put some sort of huge cliffhanger like thanos goes oh but i'm just one of the brothers and you haven't even mm-hmm. met them i'm the weakest of them let yeah. alone my dad it's like oh um, okay so we're gonna discover do my other universe <laughs> right or i like somebody shows up on screen like pulls space open and just goes oh so you defeated my weakest of my minions well i'll see you next year when i send you my next strongest one ha 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 and closes up this guy again you're so really that okay no but they did leave a, a few little pieces of trail mix if you will like just things leading the viewer to expect more movies with certain characters like when Thor passed off his throne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't like there was some greater threat, like the Dragon Ball Z thing, like, oh, I got yeah. you to power five. It's like, oh, but I have a power level six. Oh, well, how do you know about my level seven? Oh, oh. It's just, it, it never ends. Yeah, I see. I misunderstood. Whereas this, I felt like, yeah, so uh, Asgard's being passed on to Valkyrie, um, the shield's being passed over to, to Falcon. Mm-hmm. Um and we know that there's a, a, a Spider-Man movie because there's a trailer out for it already. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just... I, I, I'm i kind of bummed, not in this movie, just the Thanos character that they didn't tie in the whole idea from the comics that he's courting the manifestation of death. Hmm. That's, he, he's in love with... Like, you picture death as the Grim Reaper. Well, in the Marvel Universe, it's this beautiful woman. Mm. And she, that's death. It's not a Grim Reaper with a scythe that rides on a skeletal horse sometimes and mm. is all hooded. It's it's a woman, and she's and she's gorgeous. Similar and, to Sandman? Yeah, like in Sandman, how there's delirium and dream and yeah. death. and But in, in, in Sandman, it's like a 16-year-old goth girl or whatever in her early 20s or something. Yeah, but she's, she's not unattractive. No, she's but okay. she's got... I wouldn't say she's she's not what you would call like s- supermodel or um, no. like comic book beautiful. Death in the comics, from what I think, has got long black hair. She just looks like a like Cindy Crawford in her in her thirties or something like oh, that. Just but a little yeah. more evil looking. Okay, and, and this so, is Marvel. So. Yeah, and Thanos is in love with her, mm-hmm. and so he's trying to kill as many people as he can to go like, look, I'm really good for you. I do what you want me to. I do huh. this stuff for you. Seems like that would have been worth mentioning. I wonder right. why they didn't. I just it wouldn't have had to have been a huge thing. Yeah. It could have just been a really minor thing. Like I'm trying to do this, yeah. and I'm only killing half of the universe. I get what I want. I get the woman of my dreams. I get to be in love. And I'm 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 sparing half of you, mm-hmm. as opposed to this. Oh, there's not enough food. It's like well, snap your fingers and make all the fucking food, then, man. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I thought his his he's like in this one. He said, well, I you know I I thought fifty percent would be good enough. But this time I'm just gonna restart the whole damn thing. You, no one will be upset about that. 
Yeah, again, the whole 50% thing, I wonder how much social issues or real world issues that we're having today as people that mm-hmm. are being talked about, such as overpopulation, a lot of people have an issue with that, mm-hmm. uh, our resources being depleted. I wonder how much current issues are influencing these storylines. Yeah, that's a good point. I've, I've heard as far as the overpopulation thing that that's absolute nonsense. It, there's not an overpopulation issue. There's a resource allocation issue, yes. which I would agree with 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, as far as the movie goes, again, uh, the, the comedy stuff I thought was all pretty good. There was I don't think that there were any jokes that seemed like they were obvious jokes that fell flat. I was a little bummed that Drax didn't say anything at all. He did. did? He oh, said he did. one thing. Oh, he said one thing. He suggested that Thor and Star Wars oh, right. duke it out at the Where end. They use knives, like knives or whatever. And then Mando's like, yes, yes knives. Yes, knives. Um, <laughs> that's right. Uh, Rocket was a is an interesting character for being a, a rabbit, <laughs> as everybody calls him, the, the raccoon. He may be the only talking animal I've seen in a movie with real life people that hasn't annoyed me. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> he's a he's a good. He, Bradley Cooper did a good job with him. Um, what else is there to talk about? I'm sure that there are plenty of people out there. Like one of my friends, he said he didn't like it, or he didn't like it as much as he had hoped because he wanted there to be more deaths. Okay, fine. I don't. That seems like a, Funny a silly wish. complaint. Um, although I complained about the same thing with uh, this War of the Spark in, in Magic the Gathering. I just felt like with there being 36 Planeswalkers featured and you kill three of them? Yeah. Like you couldn't get rid of some of the other ones that nobody gives a damn about? That I'm sure there's some people out there that care a little bit about some of these Planeswalkers, but there's probably at least, at least a half dozen others that you could have been done with. It is a war. Right. And, okay, whatever. Um, but you, we lost uh, Black Widow, and Tony Stark's gone, and Captain America is somebody we were talking to when we played at the pre-release. They said, oh, I wish Tony Stark had died, or not Tony Stark, but Captain America died. Like, he's... He's pretty much He's 80 dead. years old or whatever yeah. at this point. He's, pr- yeah, exactly. He's he's basically done. He, yeah. He's not Captain America anymore yeah. in more than one way. He's too old to do that, and he's passed the shield on. He, mm-hmm. He's done. I think he's they done. killed off all the right characters. Like Black Widow. We were talking about this beforehand. Yeah. Black Widow, Tony Stark. Thor's done. America, Thor. He's yeah. fat. And he, what did he say? What he was going to go and do? He's he just was just like, going to hang out. Yeah, he's and just do like nothing. Right. And eat be, cheese, whiz, and beer. Or something. Be the person he was meant to be, not the person he's supposed to be. Right. So they could have him feature like a cameo here and there, just like, hey, we got to go get some information that Thor might have. So they can still feature him, but he doesn't. He's making him fat, I think, was brilliant because now he doesn't have to be. I'm thinking of this right now. Mm. The real person, Chris Helmsworth, mm-hmm. he doesn't have to do the crazy cr- training and regimen. He can just be whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, look, we can put a beard and a wig on you. And you show up for two scenes. Mm-hmm. They got The new hero's got to get some information from him. He's like, okay, fine. As long as I don't have to work out for six hours a day and eat 15 times or whatever the hell the regimen is and do all these steroids to, to look like freaking Thor. Gross. Um, what else? Who else did they get rid of of the, the originals? Hulk, I guess, is... 
he's kind of come to terms with his Hulk side, so he's that's under control. So that he's also kind of come. Yeah, he's yeah. yeah he's pretty messed up. Um, probably get some more Ant Man movies. Paul Rudd still. Who is Michelle good. Pfeiffer supposed to be? She was at the funeral at the end. Oh, that's Aunt May. That's. Do you remember? No. Wait, Spider Man's aunt? Yeah. No, that's not Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh. Michelle Pfeiffer has like white hair. She was standing next to Michael Douglas. Oh, that's um, that's his wife. Okay, and yeah. who is he in there? He's the Ant he Man was... guy that came up with the whole Ant Man oh. suit. He's in he there. Those are from the Ant Man movies. Okay, I didn't watch those. I see. If you're looking at the house at the very end for the, the funeral, there was a kid, like a teenager. Mm-hmm. I have no idea who that was. Like further. Yeah, just by himself. Yeah. I have no clue who that was. Maybe that's one of those, you know, uh, what do you call that? Like an Easter egg? Would it be an Easter egg? Yeah, an Easter egg or a cameo or something like that. Kind of like the whole thing with Stan Lee going like, peace, man, drives by with the 420, whatever. Maybe. (laughs) On his license plate. It was a 70s. Or peace, not war, whatever. Yeah. Nah. But. I'm thinking maybe that'll be a character and we don't know about that. Maybe, or maybe it's something that, I mean, I, like I said, I've seen all the movies, but I don't, I just, I have no freaking clue who that was. Yeah. Um, it was good. I would rate it mm, out of 100. I don't know. 72 keeps coming to mind, but that feels low. Yeah, I'd say it was in the mid-80s for me, as far as the, there, it's, I'm I'm giving it a, a higher score than I would for other movies because I'm not rating it on this in the same way. I'm mm-hmm. rating it for, I'm kind of rating it as the the final chapter, or I, I or rather I'm rating it and all the other Marvel movies and the story that they have told over the past ten years all mm-hmm. at once, mm-hmm. and this being the last capstone on it. And how well did they do bringing all these stories together? Yeah. Honestly really damn well yeah. i mean it could have gone so so bad mm-hmm. and if anybody wants an example of how a superhero movie that's got a team up could have gone terribly all you have to do is watch the justice league movie and from what i understand that is atrocious even people that i know that like superhero movies even the dc ones that are more grimdark have said it's awful just mm-hmm. just don't even bother with it and i've seen some sneak scenes on youtube and it's laughably bad it's so obviously on a green screen. Admittedly, much of the Marvel movie was on green screen. Obviously, it had to have been. But it's not plainly obvious. It's not like I can see the strings holding the flying saucer bobbing into screen bad. And it basically is that bad with, in, with the, the, the Justice League movie. It's just, it's just a joke how bad it is. Hmm. Um. I I want to say that three hours felt like a long time, but watching it, it didn't feel like a long time. It only felt like a long time after I thought, boy, I kind of watched that again. I, I would like to watch it again. And I thought, that'd be three hours. I might need to do that in, in a couple of pieces. So yeah. I, I don't know if I want to go and see it at the theater again. I do want to see it again. But I also kind of think that I should just leave that whole section alone and then rewatch all the Marvel movies in 10 years from now or something and mm. just kind of like you would reread an old book or something or oh, it's time to reread Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit or whatever you know a good winter time project yeah um 
Yeah, I wasn't sure how they were going to fill all that time when they killed Thanos at the beginning. I was like, what? That yeah, happened. that was surprising. <laughs> right, I totally forgot about that. Thor's just like, ah, yeah. chop your head off. I was sort of like, hmm. What? Okay, where does it... I, I think they did that, now that I'm thinking of it, as like a, you don't know where this movie's going to go. Yeah. You have no idea. You thought that it was going to be this long thing leading up to, oh, we got to find him and we got to battle him and we got to get the... No. It's not going that way, and you're about to be surprised I every which way. I was very happy it wasn't that way. It was just because that happens a lot with with these final movies, as things feel really drawn out. Yeah, and I didn't get that with this. Movie. I think that was actually a, a master. That might have been the, the smartest thing that they did with the movie because by having that happen so early on, you don't know what each scene is going to happen, and it's not. Than had they just left Thanos alive, mm-hmm. you would know. Okay. That's just coming. How do we get there? How do we get there? I know what the finish line is. How do we get there? How do we get there? This way, you just... I have no idea where we're going. Mm -hmm. I have no clue. It's like the difference between going to your vacation destination, the lake house, Mm -hmm. and you've been there 50 times, and you just know, let's get there. Uh, I hate this three-hour drive. Yep, there's the cow pastures. Oh, here's the smell of all the the sewage treatment plants. It would just be... It'd be like you wake up one morning, and you go, oh, hey... Um, we're not going to the lake house. We're going to a whole new surprise adventure. Like your family tells you this. You're you're eight years old. You're like, what? Where are we going? You're just going to have to go on a surprise. Here we go. We've got a ticket. We're getting on a train? Mm-hmm. Oh, then what do we do? Oh, then we get on a boat? And then we got on a, a plane and we're going across the lake? You, you're just be, well, I don't know. I have no idea what to expect next. I have no idea. And maybe that's partly why the movie didn't feel long. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, um, do you have any closing thoughts? May as well wrap this up here in the next 40 seconds at 42 minutes. I would suggest anybody considering seeing this movie or anyone who is on the fence to see it. Yeah. In a theater. I don't know if 3D would make it any better. We saw just regular. It, it might have been good in 3D. I don't know. I don't care for 3D too much. I would also suggest... Do not try and think about these movies in real-world senses. Don't treat this like it's a, a drama, like the Green Book or whatever, with Viggo Mortensen and uh, I don't remember, I don't know the other actor's name that I didn't see, or some other best picture movie. It's not the same kind of movie. It's doing a completely different thing, and just have your mind open to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with that. wasn't able to quite wrap that up right at the minute mark like I thought I was going to. I like to end these right at the at a minute mark. I'm trying to think if there's any other like anything that we forgot of, like any character that we just completely overlooked, and somebody's gonna be like, "Oh, you didn't mention Spider-Man." Like there wasn't a whole lot to mention there. I'll he, mention again. Fine. I liked how Thanos said to Scarlet, "Wait, wait Scarlet, Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Witch." Yeah, he said, "I don't even know who you are." That was perfect. Um. I, I, the kid, whoever what his name is, does a real good job as Spider-Man. Activate insta-kill mode. Yeah. He just, his back leg thing just starts stabbing those monsters. And he has such a wondrous mind or attitude. Yeah. He's just like, okay, let's go. He gives Tony Stark a hug. He's like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll wrap it up there. I love you. Have a good rest of your evening. Bye-bye.